This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 190-inch. On this episode, we present the fourth chapter of our Weird the Al Yankovic story story series, where we chronicle our time on the set of Weird the Al Yankovic story way back in February 2022. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Aloha, listeners! And we mean that as hello and not goodbye, since it is our understanding that it can mean both. Dave, we've never podcasted in Hawaii. Well, not until this week. Well, thank you for tuning in to the fourth chapter of our experiences filming Weird the Al Yankovic Story. And before we get into that fun, I think both of us and all of us can agree that it is time for What's Happening in Steve J. What a Guy Related News. Steve J., the awesome bass player for Weird Al Yankovic, just surprise dropped a brand new album on his new website, StephenJMusic.com. The album has 14 tracks, and that's no understatement because the album is called Understatement. Now, according to Steve, from the album, you can expect galaxies of bass lines mingle without wrecking, lyrics and melodies composed of more sky, escape-like secrets, like bubbles and luck. The album features guest musicians, including Ack and Zooey's Pete Gallagher, as well as Joe Higgs, Wayne Shorter, Howard Levy, and Rod Castro. The new album, Understatement, is available as a pay-what-you-want so, while you may decide you want to be a cheapskate, we both recommend paying at least $10.27 for this great, great collection of new music. All right, Dave, I suppose now it's time for What's Happening in Weird Al Related News! Your friend Logan, the four-track mind of Logan Whitehurst, is an upcoming documentary about gone-too-soon demented comedy musician Logan Whitehurst. After a successful Kickstarter campaign in 2020, the team behind the documentary need just a little bit more of our support and will be launching an Indiegogo campaign this Friday, March 24th. Now, why is this under Weird Al-related news? Well, Weird Al himself will be in the documentary. He recorded an interview with the filmmakers, and you can see photos and clips on their social media. So please join us in supporting this awesome documentary when it goes live on Indiegogo on Friday. We'll have information on how to support the documentary posted in our Facebook group over at group.2000inch.com. And also, please be sure to follow them over at facebook.com slash yourfriendlogan. I know it's hard to believe, but we still have two more Weird Al shows to see this tour, and they both happen to be in Hawaii. I can't believe we are seeing the final shows of Weird Al's tour again so soon after we did it just a few months ago. Well, you can look forward to our full reviews of those Hawaiian shows, the first five 2023 shows that Ethan attended, a European show featuring a very special guest, and of course, the Carnegie Hall review with tons and tons of guests. When those are posted, they will go to our Patreon family first over at patreon.com slash 2000 inch before dripping out to the general public. Geez, now, these have really been taking so long to come out, Ethan, and I think we all know that is entirely the fault of our lousy intern, Frank. I feel like our intern, Frank, is so ineffective lately that even if he was just some inside joke we have on the podcast and not a real person who does everything for us, you wouldn't be able to notice the difference. Amen, I agree. And have you noticed that when you and I are both extra busy with work and travel in our personal lives, intern Frank just happens to slack off and put out less content? Oh, I hate him so much, Dave! Well, if you hate intern Frank as much as we do, and you also want to support the podcast and hear bonus episodes before the cheapskates do, be sure to sign up over at patreon.com slash 2000inch and join our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. We love our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. We hope to have you on board. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota, uh, beautiful, it also reminds me a lot of Hawaii. 
Uh, Dave, you do realize that Darwin, Minnesota is located in a landlocked state in the middle of the continental United States, like pretty much 1,200 miles from the nearest ocean. It's pretty much the opposite of Hawaii. Well, that may be the case, but they do have pizza in Darwin, Minnesota, right? Well, you already know the answer to that, Dave. We literally ate pizza together while we were in Darwin this past summer. Remember? Ah, yes. I have fond, fond memories of that. All right. So Darwin has pizza and Hawaii is famous for putting pineapple on their pizza. So there's the connection. Well, I have never had pineapple on my pizza. Well, you're missing out. It is absolutely delicious. Well, Dave, you make a very, very convincing argument, but gotta pass. All right, listeners. What do you think? Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Let us know over at our official Facebook group, group.2000inch.com. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next pineapple pizza-eating expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. It has been our pleasure to share our experiences on the set of We're the Al Yankovic Story with you, and we really, really want to thank you for all the great messages and comments that we have received. We are just so thrilled that everyone has been enjoying these so much, and it means so much to us. When it was happening and we couldn't tell anyone, we were just way too excited and had to sit down and document as much as humanly possible to share with you our podcast family. In this episode's chapter, we will bring you through our lunch break and then back to the Cobra Pit for more filming, as well as special peeks into conversations we had with others on the set. So without further ado... All right, on the last episode, we left off where we were heading back to base camp on the People Movers for lunch. Yes, so we finally get to base camp for lunch, and most people are already sitting there eating, and there's just a, you know, everyone is buzzing around, and people are waiting in line, so I think pretty quickly, you and I, we just got in line. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) everybody else was in line. The way it was set up, they had this giant tent in the middle of the parking lot, which, you know, was clearly, you know, smoke was coming out of it. They were cooking stuff in there, you know, basically it was the place everyone was lined up there. You could tell that was the food tent. And then there was all these other tables, you know, like folding tables set up, spaced, you know, pretty far apart, you know, and basically two chairs at each table and one on each end. And they were underneath white tents and they were just filled with people eating food. So that basically was the setup. You know, we got in line. It wasn't, I mean, a terribly long line. There was, I don't know, 15 people ahead of us maybe, but it went pretty quickly. And then there was a little like bulletin board, like a little, you know, whiteboard that had what was available, you know, what you could order. You walk up to them, you tell them what you want, kind of sort of go down the line with them and, and tell them whether you want like potatoes or whatever, you know, and then you, know, you get to the end, they give you drinks and some snacks or some dessert if you want it. And then you go and you find an empty spot and you eat your lunch. Yeah. So I, um, I'm looking at uh, a menu that I found on the ground <laughs> as we're leaving that day. <laughs> So I I might have a better memory since I can look at it of what I actually had, but I got some steamed broccoli, some roasted root vegetables. I had some Yukon potatoes and then that was like kind of the sides. And then they also had like some chicken and some like fish and some stuff, but they had teriyaki vegetable with soy crumble. That was the vegetarian option. So Mm. that's what I asked for. And they like had barely any left. So the guy like kind of scraped (laughs) a little bit off the pan. He's like, sorry. Uh. So I didn't really get much of that. And then they had a couple options for salads. They had Caesar salad, green salad, tuna salad, Greek salad, and then peach and cottage cheese. Mm. I think I skipped out. None of those sounded good to me. (laughs) And then they had a couple desserts and they also had a couple drinks. So it was iced tea, lemonade, Arnold Palmer or water. And I ordered a (laughs) lemonade and they handed me something brown and it was not lemonade. So (laughs) I assume it was either iced tea or Arnold Palmer. I'm not really a fan of either. So I was kind of thirsty after (laughs) lunch. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't remember exactly what I, I know I had. I think there's probably orange chicken on there or something to that effect. I had that. And then there might have been some sort of steak. I had a couple pieces of that. Some potatoes, I believe. And for the drink, I can't remember if I had the Arnold Palmer or the iced tea. I, I don't think remember. you ordered an Arnold Palmer. Who knows what you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there also was some fruit salad. Yes, I did get some fruit salad. I got fruit well, salad. Yes. That's that's the salad I got. But it was like kind of waterlogged. I don't know if yours was. Mine, <laughs> like it was sitting in like a bath of ice. And I think because we were sort of the last people to come through, like some water had gotten in. So mine kind of yeah. tasted weird. <laughs> yeah, crafty was definitely better than the uh, the lunch situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean, crafty had a lot of had a lot of options, and and uh, you could go as much as it wants. So I mean, because I had been hitting crafty a few times that morning, and you know, because I was still you know nervous over everything yeah. going on yeah i didn't you know i ate just because i wanted to make sure i had something you know but i don't know that i finished most of my lunch i was a little nervous at that point you know but i did try to force myself to eat just in case you yeah. know i wouldn't have another <laughs> opportunity in the afternoon oh exactly yeah I, I i feel the same way it was it was uh i was i was still nervous and you know excited at the same time so we had our food and then we're looking around like who should we sit with and Obvious choice was sit with Jonah Ray. So of course, if Jonah Ray is going to be hanging out with everybody under the you know the lunch tents, we're going to go sit with Jonah Ray. And technically, he's the only one we know. So of course, we go over to the biggest celebrity <laughs> eating lunch, and we sit right next to him. <laughs> no, we went over. We're like, hey, Jonah. He's like, hey, guys. And we're like, can we eat with you? He's like, absolutely. So he was in yeah. there. He was having lunch with Jeremy, who's the other. Right band member that was the the guy with the shaved head who i had to throw my underwear at and, uh, so i think i, I like we kind of introduced ourselves as like hey I, I throw my underwear at you he's like hey you're doing a nice job or something <laughs> <laughs> so jonah kind of introduced us to jeremy like how he knew us right. and talked about doing the comedy shows with me and then the live interview and uhf screening right. with us doing our interviews and it was really cool and then jeremy introduced himself and I wish I remembered what band he was in, but oh um, yeah, he's a, a touring musician. He's in bands, right? And so we're you know he was telling us about like he was getting ready to go out on tour again, and it was really cool to to get to chat with him and meet him and get to right. chat with Jonah for a bit. Yeah, I mean that was a fun conversation. I'm glad we you know got to sit you know and and I'm glad again everybody there extremely friendly you know and you just you know you're walking up on you know I mean Jonah Ray knows us you know we, we, we've chatted with him multiple times he's been on our podcast a couple times you know but you know here's you know this other guy who we've never met before who you know is happy to talk to us you know and and have a great conversation with us everybody there is incredibly nice throughout the whole time. And so it was kind of funny because Jonah typically wears glasses, so he wasn't in the film, but he still had his eye makeup on. So he had like this crazy eye makeup on and then glasses on on top right. of it, which is really <laughs> funny. And I think they were kind of talking about that a little bit, which is really funny. Yeah. So we, we had, a, you know, probably five to ten minutes with uh, Jonah and Jeremy, and then they got pulled off to do makeup. They'd already finished eating by the time we came over, so yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they got the full hour lunch. I'm sure sure they yeah. didn't get you know the the half hour deal that we got. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 you know they had uh, eaten their lunch and were kind of hanging around chatting with us when you know they realized that the time and they needed to get back to make up you know because they still had you know more scenes they had to shoot. We had, were shooting later this afternoon as well. So we had like maybe a minute of just Dave and I eating. And uh, someone comes over and sits with us, and it's none other <laughs> than director, co-writer, Eric Appel. I know! How awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was blown away. I mean, that Eric came over and basically, you know... He, he sits down with us and he starts chatting with us like he's our old friend, you yeah. know? It was, it was really incredible experience. You know, here's this guy, you know, that... We're basically these easily replaceable extras in his movie, you know, and here he is going out of his way, you know, to make us feel like stars, you know, chatting with us on the set, you know, coming, sitting, eating lunch with us, you know, he's got a million things going on and he takes, you know, some time out to come over and talk to us. I mean, I was incredibly blown away with how nice Eric was, how well he treated us. It was, yeah, just a super yeah. stand up guy and really above yeah. and beyond what you'd expect from, 
you know, someone who's running this whole show, essentially. Yeah. He comes over and, and he's like, gosh, I, f- I feel like I know you guys already because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he, you know, he's a, a regular listener of the podcast. So, you know, he hears us being nerdy. And, you know, so we got to geek out a little bit. Like, you know, we're just we're saying how excited we are to be there. And he's like, isn't it great? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's obviously a huge fan. So, you know. You know, I, I think he liked having the opportunity to geek out because, you know, everyone else, it's a job to them. You know, it's like, but to us right. and to him, it's like, we're working with Weird Al on a Weird Al right. movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, he was clearly having fun. I mean, you know, he's got a lot of responsibilities. Obviously, you know, he wants his movie to be successful. You know, he wants to put out a good product. He wants everything like that. But he also wants to have fun. We could tell that he that he must be. You know, the little experience that we got to work with him, he was a fun director to work with, a fun person. I can't imagine the whole film, just how excited he is about this film, you know, and just working on this film, I think just is going to translate so well into everybody else that's working on this film and this final product of this film. If it is a half of like the energy that Eric gave, you know, when he was with us, like going into this film, it's going to be an incredibly fun experience. Yeah, now I I don't know how much we want to get into the rest of our conversation with Eric because I'm sure we're going to want to interview him and talk about all this stuff on the podcast. So I don't know. I don't want to spoil any of that stuff, but we essentially were just like, you know, we told him how excited we are and, you know, we're going to keep our mouths shut. And uh, somehow it came up. He wanted us to tell him all the spoilers that we already knew. Right. (laughs) So the same stuff that we talked about on bonus episode one centimeter where like, uh, you know, all the rumors we heard, he basically just wanted to hear it all. And he, you know, he's like, how do you guys know this? Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like confirming ones. And he's like, Oh, that changed that, you know, this is going to be different. And the biggest yeah. thing that had changed was who was playing Dr. Demento. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we mentioned that we had seen Patton Oswald and he had his foot up in a cast and Eric confirmed with us that, yes, that Patton was originally scheduled to play Dr. Demento, but since he ended up breaking his foot, he no longer could play that yeah, part. Yeah, he had just broken his foot like a few like, days before this. Yeah, we didn't even know. I mean, I had no idea going in. When I saw Patton in a cast, I was pretty surprised. I hadn't heard anything about him breaking his foot prior to seeing it broken. So he said, so ultimately Patton will not be Dr. Demento. So we're like... Well, who's going to be Dr. Demento? <laughs> and so he said yeah. that, I mean, this was all super last minute. And th- so this is Monday the 14th that we're, we're on set and we're talking to him. And he's like, yeah, over the weekend, I was on phone calls all weekend. And we ultimately were able to last minute sign on Rain Wilson. Of course, he plays Dwight on The Office to be Dr. Right. Demento, which... I- is a great choice. Come on. Oh, that's a, a that's an incredible guy, especially at the last minute. That's an incredible guy. He's an incredible actor. I think he's going to blow it away as Dr. Demento. Yeah, it's unfortunate for Patton. Eric did say that Patton will have a small part somewhere in the movie. He's most likely going to be the gentleman who yells, "You suck!" in the scene that we had shot earlier the morning in the morning. Yeah, so I think actually what happened was those 10 or so people that got pulled in where we originally were pulled in and then told to leave. That was the you suck scene where they were Ah, filming Patton. So that's why Patton was there. That's why we saw him. He filmed as you suck and they just wanted to kind of a, a little bit of a crowd around him. This was a tight shot. So that was ultimately what that was. So it was so cool getting to talk to him. And we're, we're, I mean, we're geeking out. We're like, well, we saw that there is a Jim Bermuda and a Steve. Like, who are these guys? What can you tell us? And so, you know, he told us about them and, and how they wanted right. them to look kind of like them. And Right. It was <laughs> it was so cool. And then, and then kind of the one of the most exciting things that he talked about, at least for Dave and I, was we were saying, like, is Daniel going to be singing the songs as Al or is Al singing them? And... Uh, I don't, I'm still amazed about this, Dave. Yeah, so he actually confirmed that Al and his real band, not you know the, the fake movie band, <laughs> like his real, real band, Bermuda, members, real the real Jim, Bermuda, yeah. the real Jim, the real you know Ruben, the real Steve, they re-recorded all of the music that is going to be used in the film. So technically, while you know for something like the scene that we're in. It's not a new song. Like, obviously, there have already been recordings of I Love Rocky Road. It's a brand new recording of that. 
recorded yeah. just for the film. So we are, you know, with that news, we're like, oh my God, is there going to be a soundtrack? Is there going to be... He's like, guys, you're going to get to hear it when we film that scene. Don't worry about it. So we were just like so excited. Yeah. I don't think it's way too early to be thinking about whether there's a soundtrack or not, but I mean, we did put the idea in his head, so maybe there will be a soundtrack <laughs> that comes out of this. Hopefully, hopefully, oh, please, I hope please. so. I hope so. <laughs> and then we were, you know, because we'd seen a couple people, like, really take it seriously. This is a biopic of Weird Al. So we we're right. like, you know, are people going to watch this and think, like, this is really, you know, Al's story? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so he's like, no, like after 40 minutes into the movie or so, like it's going to be quite obvious that this is made up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so at the time of us recording, you know, we have a couple ideas of some of the directions it might go in, but we really don't know what's going to happen. No, yeah. I, so yeah, <laughs> I cannot I mean... wait to see this. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, we were pressing Eric a little bit about you know trying to <laughs> trying to get any information out of out of him that we could, you know, and you know he was pretty tight lipped on a lot of it, you know. But when we were giving him the rumors about you know who we had heard who was playing Al's father in the movie, so he did confirm that both John Hamm and Matt Dillon were in talks, but he said ultimately it's going to be someone else, but he wouldn't tell us who. It was right. going to be the father at that point. Or I maybe mean, it wasn't locked I, in. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, the movie's out, you already know that. But at this point, we have no idea who he's talking about at this point, who the new actor's name is going to be that's going to be playing Al's father. You know, he was talking about the scene that we're filming and how it's like one of, if not his favorite scene in the whole film. Right. And uh, he was giving us a little bit of backstory. So he's like the band Skunk Barf, who you guys are like throwing underwear and bricks at. He's like, actually, earlier in the film, Al auditions to be in their band and he doesn't get in. So there's, I guess, a whole other scene with Jonah and Johnny and, and Jeremy. So that's cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool to, to get to see that finally. Yeah. And the other piece of information he gave us, he gives a little bit of backstory about the characters, Jim, Steve and Bermuda. And obviously not in real life. This didn't happen, but in the movie version, you know, <laughs> Steve, Jim, and Bermuda were Al's roommates. Right. And I guess in the film, like, you know, at that point, Al doesn't even know that they play instruments. So, right. <laughs> like, the, the whole joke is that he's just on stage, like, kind of bombing a little bit. And then Bermuda and Jim and Steve run on stage and just pick up Skunk Barf's instruments and start playing. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he was a little bit, he was pretty open. I mean, he was, he was very tight lipped on a lot of things, but you know, if it was a scene that we were going to, you know, see later on that afternoon, he was okay with sharing some stuff, a little, <laughs> giving us a little backstory, helping us out a little bit, you know, giving us, you know, he's excited about this and he's very, you know, you could tell just talking to Eric, how excited he is about this movie. And I, I think it was less like he, he doesn't want to spoil it for us because he knows how much we're going to enjoy right. the movie so he wants to keep some of it a mystery for us just for our own you know yeah it, I, I like that like yes i would you know plant my butt down and listen to him talk about the movie for an hour but there is going to be something real magical about finally seeing the movie and getting to be yes. surprised yeah at all the other stuff that's in there yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I, I appreciate what Eric is doing for us by not telling us everything <laughs> as much as I want to hear everything. <laughs> I think we were probably among one of the some of the last people to leave, you know, to head back over to the Virgil. You know, I know Eric ran off and then we kind of cleaned up and there was a handful of people still kind of finishing up their lunch. And we got back on the people movers. We headed back to the Virgil. And I don't think we had too much time to really do much other than put our stuff down before we got called right back in. in into yeah. The yeah. So Virgil. Yeah. they brought us back in to do that scene again. So I picked up my, you know, number 27 beer. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're still wearing, I guess, you know, they didn't make us take off all the jewelry or anything that I'm still wearing my rings. You're still wearing your necklace. Right. Right. So we go back in, but this time it wasn't just this group B, this front of the audience, right. which maybe they were doing like kind of, close-up shots so they yeah. needed more room so this time it was even further back i guess so they had yeah. the whole you know 40 or so bikers in there 
everybody came inside and yeah like you said i think the the cameras were further back on this one so they had you know to fill up more space and you know they basically we shot the same scene that we had shot in the morning you know they they went over the scene again because obviously there were new people in there who you know needed to know what was going on and you know they basically told us you know in the front to do what we did you know in the morning and they added some other props i know that uh popcorn flying around (laughs) you know and and i guess i forget i don't know if we mentioned this this, in the other episode about what we talked about in the morning but you know besides us throwing you know our bricks and our underwear up on stage there were crew members standing off to the side and they were throwing things like wrenches and yeah planks of wood and (laughs) planks of wood fish fish. i I didn't see any of the cat get thrown but i did see some fish get thrown the fish the fish got (laughs) thrown and it was really funny too uh you know, after each scene, you know, you know, they shot each scene a couple of times, a handful of times, you know, people would be running around. Hey, where's the fish? Where's the fish? Like, right. Hey, where's the brick? Where's the underwear? And they'd, they'd have to people be like, hey, give me the, the brick, you know, yeah. whatever. It's, it's funny. I had some popcorn. Yeah, I couldn't really see much what was going on behind us. We're standing right, we're, we're at the, the front, front of the yeah. stage, you know, and, and our focus is up at Skunk Barf up on stage. So, I mean, we can't really see who's throwing what behind us or anything like that. But, you know, we get the general idea of what's going on. We filmed this part again a couple times, you know, the camera behind us. And one really crazy thing happened. So, you know, people are throwing popcorn and popcorn's like falling on Dave and I. Someone's like falling on my drink. (laughs) Well, then one of these times someone throws this giant, you know, rubber wrench and I don't know what happened, but somehow it landed perfectly inside my beer. (laughs) It splashed (laughs) all over me, and I was just stunned. So, you know, I sort of acted as if I was really in a bar and a wrench really did fall in my beer. I was just, like, (laughs) stunned and, like, kind of showing people, like, look what happened, you know? So I hope that makes it in the film because that was crazy. (laughs) I hope so, too, because that – even, like, when the prop guy was coming around to collect all the props up again, you know? Yeah, he was like – did you put that in there or did it land like that? <laughs> and you're like, no, it landed. And he's like, that is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm impressed that you kept holding the beer, <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, it landed. I was still in character. So, you know, you, you yeah. don't lose the beer. A biker never drops his beer. No, a biker never will lose the beer. <laughs> Wrenches flying around pipes and bricks. Yeah. No, protect the beer at all costs. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, there you know, we had a little time, you know, as they were, you know, resetting everything. We actually got to talk a little bit more with our stunt double fighter friend Thomas. We kind of asked him, you know, how he got involved with, you know, this film, and he ended up letting us know that he was friends with Daniel. He worked with Daniel Radcliffe on another movie together. They had just finished up not that long ago, and they had been with him for several months, and over that time, they ended up becoming good friends. Yeah, so he was also saying how he has a couple other scenes in the movie. He said later on there's a scene he's filming where it's kind of like a increasing boss battle with chefs or something. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's going to be the final like baddest chef and he's going to get his face pressed in a, a waffle iron or something. Right. <laughs> I cannot wait to see that. Yeah. That sounds hysterical. <laughs> If that's in the film, what else is in this film? I mean, that is just insane. This film is going to be hysterically funny. We also asked him a little bit about, you know, because we had heard the rumor that, you know, they're shooting this in like 18 days. And that seems, I know nothing about making a movie or the film industry. That seems pretty short to me. So we asked him, you know, based on other films and other stuff that he's been in, you know, how does this film line up as far as, you know, the time frame you know, needed to shoot it? And he's pretty much confirmed that this is a pretty quick shoot, you know, and he let us know that he spent four months in South America, you know, working with Daniel on the last movie. So, I mean, four months compared to 18 days, you, oh, know, yeah. you could pretty much, you know. <laughs> and I believe he was actually a character in the film, not just like a, a stunt guy in that film. So I'm actually really excited to see it and, and see our buddy Thomas in uh, The Lost City. The Lost City, right. And uh, his full name, Thomas Forbes Johnson. Yes. And uh, we've since reached out to him on Instagram and he has like 10,000 plus followers. And we're like, we, we're, we're hoping we can set up an interview with him after the film comes out just to talk about his experience working with us. <laughs> That's right. I mean, at this point, at this point, it's all about us. That's right. 
Yeah, I'm not sure how many takes we took of this. Maybe like four or five, it felt like. Each one to me, like in my untrained, you know, professional, unprofessional director eye here, it felt like each one was getting better and better. And by the end, I was like, that's the one. And then Eric was like, all right, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt they'll use just like one of the takes. I'm sure they'll kind of splice in here and there, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, I mean, how they piece it together, you know, because I mean, it's... Like you said, they're shooting, you know, this multiple times and from multiple angles. And it'd be very interesting to see how it, it works out in the final piece. I, and I really just I'm putting this out in the universe. I hope that the wrench falling in my beer makes it <laughs> <laughs> the final cut. <laughs> if it doesn't make it into the final cut, at least hopefully there'll be like an outtakes, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, bloopers reel or something that it can make it into. There should be a whole blooper reel of just footage of you and I. You know, being novice extras. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome. Yeah, so scene's over. They send us back out to holding. And Ethan, you go put your beer in spot number 27 again. (laughs) Of course, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. I actually just kept the underwear with me at this point because they didn't collect it. And I was like, I don't want to lose it. So I just like stuffed it in my pocket, you know, of my (laughs) vest. Because I'll tell you, Dave, it's very complicated throwing underwear because I didn't want it to be like, you know, I'm just standing there with underwear ready to throw. So there was sort of like this pocket inside the, the jacket. And whenever I would grab it, I sort of would squat down a little bit. So it seemed like that perhaps I was ripping the underwear out of wearing it that was sort of like i doubt you'll even see that nuance in the right. film but you know i tried to be as accurate as possible my underwear throwing and that's fair i mean you know they didn't really tell us you know why we were holding bricks or underwear <laughs> right. or, or you know pipes or wrenches or fish or anything and i wasn't sure if we were supposed to show that or not so i mean at least for me i held my brick to the side where it most yeah. likely wouldn't have been picked up on camera until i actually needed to lift it up and throw it at jonah so I, I I don't know what's going to show end up looking like in the final cut, but you know I oh, I yeah. was like uh, I'm just making a my own you know call on this one. I'm just going to hide the brick until it's actually yeah I mean necessary. It, to in all story. reality, they, there's probably like a fraction of a second of us. You yeah. know, it's it's mainly on the band <laughs> getting pelted and beat up. You know, you know right. they're not really going to be focusing on the people in the audience, but. You know, we, we had to be accurate, Dave. Who knows? You know? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe we're the stars of this scene. Hey, who knows? <laughs> so they send us back outside after doing a couple takes, and the idea is they're going to be resetting the scene, so now they're filming the audience from the stage point of view, so they can kind of right. show you know, what's going on from skunk barf's point of view. Perspective, yes. <laughs> so we're out there waiting a little bit. I don't think anything notable happened. It wasn't all that long no it wasn't that long and so they brought us back in and and you know they put us back in our spots but now we are not actually touching the stage because there is a camera track right where we're standing and right that's where the cameras are so there's like a guy on a camera track and then there's a guy on stage with the camera and there's like sound people and they're holding microphones out and yeah we're essentially just going to be redoing that scene again just from the front view right so you know our friend thomas you know he's standing behind us and you know he basically you know we're chatting with him again and he's like listen guys this is the scene where you know our faces are going to be on camera he says i've been an extra i've been an actor in a lot of films and a lot of times you know you'll look back at something and you'll just see yourself standing there and you'll be like oh i really wish i did this or i really wish you know I had acted a little bit more differently. So what we're going to do is we're going to come up with our own little, you know, like side thing, a little side thing. And, and we're just going to do it and we're going to not tell anyone we're doing it. We're just going to do it (laughs) and, and, and and just do it. And if they tell us not to do it, then we won't, but we're just going to basically do it and then beg for forgiveness. Right. And he's like, he's like, likely, you know, they won't care or they'll like it. So it won't matter. But, you know, just if they do say something, like, obviously, we'll, you know, change it up. Right. So he could tell, he was like, tell we were up for having some fun. And, and we were, you know, he was having a lot of fun, too. I think, you know, working with us, you know, you know, 
pushing his way through us. So he's like, here's what we're going to do. He says, I'm going to tap you, Ethan, on the back, you know, so the camera can't see it. But that's going to be your cue to kind of look at me and be like, what the heck is going on up on stage? And then, Dave, I'm going to do the same thing to you. And you're going to look at me and we're going to kind of look at each other like, what the heck's going on? And then I'm going to push through you guys and rush the stage, (laughs) you know? (laughs) We're like, that's awesome. Let's do it, you know? It was awesome. Yeah, so we definitely did that each time. Like, you definitely look and, you know, we're tough bikers, but this guy, Thomas, is a big dude with big muscles. Yeah, he's tall. He's, <laughs> he's a big scary guy. looking dude. <laughs> so yeah, that was awesome. And it was just it yeah. was so funny. And A couple of interesting things just to know. Remember that the cameras are directly in front of us on the floor and on the stage, you know, and Thomas has to run through us and he has to jump up on the stage. He can't do that because the cameras are there. So he's got to be very careful as he pushes through us not to you know, hit any of the camera people or sound people or anything. You know, a couple other things they had done is they had given Thomas a pipe which he had to throw and he's like I didn't throw this before and they're like it's okay don't worry about it so <laughs> so he's like I have to he's like I can't throw the, so where do I throw the pipe you know and they're like oh well just throw it off to the side you know and it'll look like you're throwing it up on stage he's like okay you know so he had to throw a pipe before he rushed up on stage and he couldn't yeah it, like before he would just separate us and then jump straight on stage right but because the camera guys there he had to push us and then kind of go you know, to the left. Yeah. Stage yeah. right. Yeah, right. And then the other, uh, there's another gentleman in the audience who was also a stunt double on the other side. And they gave him like uh, the giant two by four to yeah. throw or something <laughs> like that, you know. And he had to do basically the same thing, run through the crowd and run up, pretend he was running up on stage. Well, but for for him with the two by four, they didn't want him actually throwing it. It, it was, no, it was yes. fake. So he, I mean, this guy's a professional. He's like, I'll f- pretend to throw it, but it will look like I really threw it. And I mean, Dave and I are standing there right next to the guy and he pretends to throw it and it looked like he threw it. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's so cool to see all the talent around us. You know, these people yeah. know what they're doing and Dave and I are just like, hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll throw, I'll throw the two by four and it'll look like I threw it up on stage. And then when my arm comes down, I'll swing it around my back and throw it off to the side and you won't even know it, you know? <laughs> and we're like, he, and explained he, did it. And we, it. he explained it. He did it right next to us, and it still looked like he threw it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was incredible. Really cool. I hope that makes it in. I hope all this makes it in. I hope the whole oh, yeah, movie I is mean, just us in the scene. Just, just. <laughs> and I and I mean, at this point, you know, I think this is the first time we actually I heard anybody say, "Oh, this is scene number twenty-five. Right. So we actually had a scene number to go with, like what we were doing. So. I don't know what that means for anything, you know, I'm obviously not going to say scene 25. I hope, I don't think it will up on the movie or anything like that, but just some background information. That scene, you know, where we're interacting with skunk barf is scene 25. (laughs) So we do that scene a couple times. What the, the notable, you know, crazy thing that happened, I guess the first notable crazy thing was when I got hit in the head with a brick. The second, like, notable thing that happened was when the wrench fell in my beard. So now this third time we're there, the noble thing is I throw the underwear and it lands on the end of the microphone that they're holding out to the crowd, <laughs> <laughs> like, perfectly. So the next time I throw it, it hits the camera guy in the face. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I felt so... I'm not aiming for anyone. I'm just aiming to throw it. And, you know, there's no... It's not like someone being like, and throw it. It's just like, you're kind of yeah. doing it. There's like a lot of chaos going on. So yeah, I felt bad. <laughs> the guy had a good <laughs> laugh about it. And yeah, were you throwing the brick at, uh, still for that scene? It's funny because like the first time I was like, there's so many people on stage. I didn't know where to throw the brick. So I sort of fake through the brick. I took a cue from our, you know, <laughs> the, the stunt double, you know. I was like, ah, that's a good idea. I'm going to fake throw the brick. So I kind of fake through the brick and I held on to it because if I threw it, I was going to hit somebody and I didn't really want to do that. And the second time I actually, I saw an opening, so I threw it and I know it hit the drum. Oh, cool. <laughs> I heard I heard it like kind of hit the drum, like boom. And then they didn't give it back to me for the third time we did it. So me and the uh, gentleman next to me who's holding the full-size brick, we're both looking at each other. We didn't get our props back. And I'm like, what do we do? And he's like, ah, we just fake it. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> we, we didn't throw anything for the third take. So I may or may not, depending on which take they use of that, I may or may not be throwing right. a brick. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, you know, they had to get my underwear back to me because I was 
the underwear throwing gentleman. <laughs> Everyone knew that I was the underwear guy. And so like I didn't want to like interrupt like what they're doing. Like there's camera guys and stuff. So like between scenes I just was like kind of trying to be polite and I wasn't like going in there like, "Oh, you can just go and grab the underwear each time. It's fine." So uh, I had okay. to like go over and grab the underwear. It was like in the the track of the you know thing. He was on the stage, and so I just went over and reached for it. it. That's what they told me to do. So yeah, so that was pretty great, and and I think we shot that uh, maybe another four or five times from the front. Every scene we were shooting went pretty quickly. We only shot a handful of times. But another interesting thing about this scene is now remember it's the camera looking out over the audience, so. This is the scene, remember, where Dr. Demento is in the bar. So this is the first time that Dr. Demento would be visible in the crowd. And Dr. Demento, he was sort of in the back off to, I guess, as you're looking out over the audience, off to the right side, sitting at a table. He really wasn't close enough to us that we could kind of see him. Oh, yeah. And obviously we're looking, yeah. we're looking towards the stage the entire time. So I didn't really get a good look at him but my understanding from kind of what i picked up is that his role is just to sit perfectly still and not react at all while everyone is fighting and screaming (laughs) and yelling things are flying chaos around him he's just sitting there kind of just looking up at the stage yep just you know being this weird kind of guy and this out of place guy and this you know horrible biker (laughs) right he's a guy in a top hat and a and a tuxedo sitting in a biker bar. <laughs> <laughs> so they then, you know, that we're done with that scene and they were going to go shoot scene 26. Right. So they sent us back out to holding as we were awaiting our return, which was to be scene number 27. 27. Yeah. <laughs> scene 27. Exciting. And, to, you know, of course, scene 27 is going to be where... Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al comes out on stage. So we are so excited. We're finally going to see what he looks like as Weird Al. And I think this is a great time to uh, take a break, Dave. Yeah, I think (laughs) we're really excited to get to, you know, we're going to see Daniel Radcliffe, a.k.a. Weird Al, for the first time. We know it's going to be scene 27, which we're really excited about. Well, that's it for Chapter 4 of our Weird the Al Yankovic Stories story series. Stay tuned for more chapters on future episodes. And as you're listening to the series, if you have any questions for us about the filming, please leave us a message on the 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, and we'll do our best to answer them on a future episode. Well, 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 that was apropos. All right, Intern Frank, let's hear it. Hey, Dave and Ethan, Ajax here. And I'm really, really, really enjoying the Weird Stories series that you've got going on. Just checked out Chapter 3, and wow, I love Chapter 3 so much because it really just, it showcases your chemistry and your attention to detail. And you did ask if uh, if anyone had any questions, and I got one for you. My question, when you guys were talking about the Skunk Barf uh, band, and my question is this, if you had one dream opener, and of course Emo's perfect, but... If you had one dream opener for Weird Al, who would it be? Excited for Chapter 4. Thanks, guys. Hey, we meant questions for us about our experiences on set, but uh, I suppose we left it a little open-ended, and obviously you guys are always welcome to leave us questions and messages, and we'll do our best to answer them. Who would we want to see open for Weird Al? Well, obviously, and really you shouldn't have to ask this, obviously we'd want to see Ethan, Christian, and the eligible spatulers with special guest, me, on Cowbell, opening for Weird Al. Thanks for the call, Ajax! All right, Frank, sounds like we got another call on the 347 Spatula Hotline. Let's hear it. Hey, Dave, Ethan, and not Frank! This is your boy, Sheepdog David Grant, a.k.a. Sebastian Shepard, a.k.a. MC Chalk. You know, you get the point. I just wanted to call because I, I had a dream come true, folks. I got to work on a vocal lesson, a voice lesson, a singing lesson, with the great Lisa Popio former guest of the show, uh, often collaborator with Al, uh, one of the Al's gals, and uh, sister to uh, Ron Popeil. Uh, and I just got to tell you, it was an incredible experience. 
she is such a warm, lovely, beautiful woman. And I got to learn a lot in just one hour uh, with her doing some vocal lessons. So if anybody out there is interested in getting the, the same type of coaching that Al got, I really highly recommend getting in contact with Lisa Popiel and, and uh, singing with her. Because it was awesome. This is not my range. I am embarrassing myself. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, David Grant, a.k.a. MC Choskin, a.k.a. You get the point. This is so very cool that you got a voice lesson from the great and talented Lisa Popiel. Now, I was actually exchanging messages with Lisa Popiel recently, and she even mentioned to me that you took a lesson with her and that you were both a terrific guy and a very good singer. Well, that's obviously because David Grant has been taking lessons from me on how to be a terrific guy and also a very good singer. Whatever your name happens to be today, thank you for the call we appreciate it oh we've got another message on the 347 spatula hotline i'm excited let's hear this one hey dave and ethan thought i'd call in and uh, give you guys a little bit of irish burrito burrito to celebrate saint patrick's day taklar na shakinya shotukta puget e bart egg beyondlin mexico vegan burrito burrito sha troy nu of eric balia ande punt Filcha Dualcha e Quesadillo Burrito Burrito. Tarhug Burrito Burrito August Burrito Burrito Do Burrito Burrito. On Troy Go Alvin Go Chirenas. Cotien Burrito Burrito Nadionye Ogra Gambia Boaje Erplanti Ardalvin. Amshig Eid Egg Burrito Squared dot com August at Burrito Squared our Instagram. August Kuvni Ni Burrito Burrito Gak Burrito. Akis Fager Burrito Burritoed, Alwai Ergak Burrito Burrito. Akis Fager Burrito Burritoed, Alwai Ergak Burrito Burrito. Wow! Thanks, William! While I have no idea what words you were actually saying, conveniently, I know exactly what you were trying to say. <laughs> well, nothing screams Irish like vegan Mexican food. From all of us here at David Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, happy St. Patrick's Day, and thanks for the call, Will. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free. Thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, and Discover Darwin. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend-level Patreon supporters. Matthew, Kenneth, Gus and Alicia, Allison, Adriana, Ajax, Jake, Zeb, Zach, Dana B, Blair, Kev, Javier, Scott, UH Jeff, Nancy, Mike, and also thanks to Jeff M and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our historically accurate Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000 inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your very own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every single bonus episode, and of course the self-satisfaction of doing some something important with your otherwise pitiful, meaningless existence. And now would be a great time to join if you haven't already, because not only will you be the first to hear our longest ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode to date, which happens to be our concert review from the world-famous Carnegie Hall in New York City, you'll also be the first to hear our brand new 2023 ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes once they drop. Intern Frank... And don't forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our super fine podcast. If you're heading to Hawaii like Ethan will be doing very soon, or are already in Hawaii like I am, be sure to pick up your very own official Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast tote bag to carry all your belongings. We have four great options to choose from over at shop.2000inch.com. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and be sure to visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rum Tragoody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you're there, click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour. And click on Black and White and Weird All Over bonus episodes and follow along on our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his first book, 
page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, four out of five dentists agree it protects you from having random coconuts fall on your head. Plus, we also love getting voicemail on our 347 spatula hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000inch Weird Al podcast. That number is 347-772-8852. Put it in your phone right now and give us a call at any time. You might even hear your message in a future episode. For this episode, we want to thank once again us for recording these Weird the Al Yankovic story chapters last year. We also want to thank Ajax, William King, David Grant, a.k.a. Sebastian Shepard, a.k.a. MC Chalkskin, Ireland Henry, Zach Sherwin, Steve J, what a guy, Marnie Farlow, and Christina Rodriguez. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters, and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for choosing David Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, and until we meet again, remember to gill and chill. Aloha, listeners! And we mean that as goodbye and not hello, since it is our understanding that it can mean both. Dave, I'm so excited and looking forward to seeing Weird Al and his band and Emo perform in Hawaii in just a few short days. I'm heading out very soon, and you're already there! What? Huh? Sorry? Did you say something? I'm busy swinging in a hammock, sipping my virgin pina colada, and not paying any attention to anything except for the waves crashing on the beach. Uh, I don't blame you. You know what I just thought of? I finally get to see Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West perform in his natural element. Oh, that is going to be so cool. Do you think he'll perform any of his original songs live up on stage during those concerts? That would be pretty stinking majestic. I wouldn't mind hearing him perform one particular Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West song again. Ah, yes, me too. It would be a great bookend for the tour. Now, how's that tune go again? That was David Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 190 Inch. A hooey ho We kind of introduce ourselves as like, hey, I, I throw my underwear at you. He's like, hey, you're doing a nice job. Ahoo-ee-hoo. <laughs> I should have read this. Ahoo-wee-hoo-ow. Ahoo-wee-hoo-ow. Ahoo-wee-ho-ow. Satisfactory, you're just ready to move on. <laughs> Ahui Ahui Hoa Ua. No. Uh, why did I why do I? <laughs> you're giving me crap. Uh, <laughs> I never said I could do it. Ahui Hoa Ahui Hoa Ahui Hoa And that means until we meet again. Uh, I suppose we could have just said that.